Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. Well, the question has arisen, will the lower courts follow the Supreme Court's lead in abortion cases? Well, that's the question raised by Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, where the Supreme Court declared that the federal courts should retreat from their invasion of the democratic provinces of legislatures on the issue of abortion. But will the lower court obey? Or courts, plural. So writes my next guest and his colleague on the subject. Giancarlo Canapara is a senior legal fellow at the Edwin Meese uh, III Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Heritage Foundation. He joins us today to talk about uh, what to keep an eye on with regard to the lower courts and the decision to overturn Roe versus Wade by the Supreme Court. Thank you so much for joining us. This My is, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is such an important question because as we're watching the fallout from the Supreme Court's decision, there are various areas that we might miss if we're not attentive to what's happening. You in the article that you wrote along with your colleague, um, Sarah Partial Perry, uh, point out a particular appellate court that has, in fact, followed the Supreme Court's lead. Let me ask you, first of all, how much flexibility do the lower courts have in interpreting uh, what the Supreme Court has ruled and how they have advised the lower courts. Well, thankfully, the Supreme Court was very clear in the Dobbs opinion that uh, Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey are overruled. It's not always very clear when it's overruling precedent, but it was very clear there. And what that means is that uh, issues of abortion are back to the democratic processes. So that does not leave lower courts with a lot, lower federal courts, with a lot of room to uh, ignore the Supreme Court, even if they want to. Uh, And that's what we saw in this case uh, with the 11th Circuit. Uh, It had an abortion case uh, arising out of Georgia's statute, uh, which uh, forbid abortions after a certain period of time, but made exceptions, of course, for miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies. Um, and uh, challengers of the law, the court said, look, you're, you, know, you can't challenge this anymore uh, on these substantive due process grounds. Substantive due process is just the idea that, that uh, courts can create and enforce rights uh, as they see fit. Uh, but uh, so they were out of luck on that point, and, and courts will have a hard time follow or trying to uh, get around the Supreme Court there. But uh, there have been other arguments made uh, about uh, abortion restriction. And in the past, uh, courts have been very creative about uh, giving uh, abortion advocates uh, special treatment in the law, uh, bending usual judicial rules and uh, procedures so that their claims can be viable when uh, similar claims uh, that were not abortion would not be. And the Supreme Court also said, no, no, we're putting an end to that, too. Uh, look, abortion cases, from, from the standpoint of, of, of judicial, uh, the judicial role and the fairness and equality of all litigants in court, uh, abortion litigants are just the same as everyone else. You have to abide by the same legal rules and procedures. Uh, and the, the 11th Circuit said, okay, we're going to follow suit. We're going to do this. Uh, and what that means is that abortion decisions uh, out of the federal courts, at least in the 11th Circuit, uh, uh, the 11th Circuit is pulled back. Uh, we're not going to be seeing these fights in federal court in that circuit. They're going to go back to the people of each state. 
historically, since the passage of Roe versus Wade, the lower courts have done a lot of heavy lifting in terms of imposing standards uh, that politicians weren't successful at um, at imposing or or passing. Uh, and, and so what you're suggesting here is that the court has made it very clear that the same rules apply uh, to this issue of abortion that applies to every other issue. And the, the bending over backward based on a so-called constitutional right to abortion can no longer be relied upon to do the work of legislative bodies. Is that a fair assessment? Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, and, you know, we were we were worried when, when Dobbs first came out because, you know, there are a lot of activist judges in the lower courts who uh, really enjoy the power to uh, supersede state legislatures. Uh, and they, and they, they do that because they feel like it's the right thing to do because they know better than uh, state legislatures or whatnot. And there was some worry that Dobbs would uh, – there would be judges that would try to get around Dobbs when it came out. Uh, but I think what we saw from this decision on the 11th Circuit is that Dobbs just made that impossible. The Supreme Court was very clear uh, that, the, that the courts are no longer in the business uh, of inventing this constitutional right. Uh, and uh, these sorts of rights determinations are going to have to be made by the democratic processes. Now, the 11th Circuit uh, bowed to the the instruction of the U.S. Supreme Court. I'm thinking about other uh, other circuits, other areas around the country. Are you optimistic that this is an example that we'll see elsewhere? The Ninth Circuit comes to mind. Um, are we, are <laughs> well, we likely to see this this kind of rightful um, acquiescence to the Supreme Court and its clear instruction? Uh, you know, the Ninth Circuit is always a wild card. You never know what they're going to do. My sense is the Ninth Circuit is going to try very hard uh, to uh, to ignore this ruling or circumvent it. Or uh, what, what's more likely to happen, uh, frankly, is that the Ninth Circuit will continue to allow litigants in abortion cases to uh, bend the normal rules of, uh, of uh, court practice. Uh, and so they'll probably uh, escape that way in the Ninth Circuit. But I imagine that um, the Supreme Court will not look favorably on that kind of, kind of thing. Well, what we should watch for in Georgia following the the ruling of the 11th Circuit Court's uh, decision, their right decision conforming to the new uh, standards, um, is that the people will ultimately be called upon to make decisions about how the practice of abortion is either allowed, not allowed, or uh, under what what rules it will be permitted. Uh, Is that the, the correct thing to watch for in Georgia? And what should we look for in the other circuits as similar cases are likely to come up? Yeah, I think that the 11th Circuit decision is something of a signaling effect for the rest of the country. I think that uh, what we're going to see is, like you said, uh, abortion is going to be decided in the democratic process. People are going to uh, come together in their state legislatures. They're going to have to reach consensuses. Uh, There may be efforts to amend the state constitutions to accomplish one thing or another. Uh, But, you know, ultimately, that's a really good thing. Mm -hmm. It is a good thing that this sort of really contentious debate is put into into circulation, if you will, in democratic processes where people can you know, reach compromise, where they can talk to people about these issues that they disagree with, and come to uh, outcomes that uh, you know we can all live with that we get to pick that aren't just in our life tenure judges. 
Well, that will require a level of vigilance on the part of the electorate, paying attention to what's happening in the legislature, being engaged. I think for many of us, we thought with the overturn of Roe versus Wade, that would be that. We could walk away and, and turn our attention to other things. Um, but the, the battle lines are being drawn a bit differently. We have the opportunity and the freedom, finally, uh, to influence decisions in our respective states. And I hope people will take that uh, that privilege seriously and will under, undertake to uh, to be uh, men and women of influence. Yes, I think that's exactly right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you. Always a pleasure to be on. Thank you. Thank you. Again, Giancarlo Canaparo is a senior legal fellow at the Edwin Meese III Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Heritage Foundation, talking about the lower courts and uh, the parameters that were set up for them in the Dobbs decision. The Supreme Court made it very clear what they can and cannot do. Um, my guess is we'll see some rebel uh, circuits. I mentioned the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Um, but the people now will decide what will happen in their states. And uh, the courts should not attempt to play a role that the legislature has been called to. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.